0: Jerry Hill, good morning, Jerry. How are you? I'm good, Tommy. Okay, great. So, Jerry, Ward's been practicing, and Ward wants to sing to you here. So, here's Ward White singing to Jerry Hill. It, it, not only that, Jerry, wow, but Ward brought his own band. They're set up in the other I, room.
1: I am, I am so impressed. You know, I knew Ward was pretty talented, like a very <laughs> versatile guy. I did not know he could sing like that. That's that's impressive.
0: You know what? And it, 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 here's the deal: he sounds a heck of a lot like Stevie Wonder. I mean, he really <laughs> does. <laughs> I mean, almost to a T. Yeah, almost. <laughs> not yeah, quite, though. Yeah. No. <laughs> all right uh happy birthday by the way thank you buddy and thanks for being with us uh it, it, we were talking about at the top of the program if you'd have told me friday at 9 a.m when we left here that both baylor men and baylor women would be out of the ncaa tournament when we rejoined on monday i'd call you a liar but that's where we are today jerry
1: yeah i i, I was thinking this morning sad day in mudville mighty casey is struck out um that's what it feels like i mean because mm-hmm. you just like you said, I, um, even, even when the men lost, the men was not as big a surprise. I don't think, um, as the women, cause the, the men were playing North Carolina. You look at what they've done down the stretch. They probably deserved better than eight. But if you looked at the whole body of work, that's probably about where they belong. But North Carolina, you knew was going to have a chance to beat Baylor. I didn't think South Dakota had a chance. Even after watching the games Friday, I didn't think South Dakota had a chance against Baylor. Um, but you know, they played really well. And, and I think Baylor just had a, uh, a very, uh, picked a very bad time to, I think had their worst game of the year. And really by far, cause they just, you know, they couldn't score, um, you know, the guards really, you know, did nothing. Uh, and then Melissa Smith, you know, who, who had the incredible, uh, third, third quarter in Friday's game, um, just never got it going at all. So, uh, You know, credit to South Dakota. I thought they played really good defense. They, you know, like I said, they took Melissa Smith out of her game. Uh, And then just, uh, you know, Baylor. I thought Baylor had some good looks from three. They just couldn't make anything.
0: Did you think that South Dakota said, hey, look, Somebody else is going to beat us. She, number one's not going to beat us because there was doubles. And sometimes, one time I looked at them and there was three three players had her surrounded. She shot it 11 times. She, sometimes she shoots 11 times in a quarter.
1: Right. Yeah, I, I definitely think they did everything they could to take her out. Uh, but, you know, Nikki said it in the postgame. The backside had to be open most, most of the day. And they just didn't hit it. Um, they turned it over a lot on those traps and stuff, not just – uh Melissa but you know Queen uh, even some of the guards the guards would get in there and in traffic and and as Nikki said in the post game, all their guards are big you know their their guards are all five nine five ten and Baylor's are five six five seven and I think this was one of the few games where that made a big difference you know Baylor just doesn't have that bigger guard like you know like a DD Richards that that they've had for a long time here so Uh, that definitely was a difference, but yeah, I mean, I think she had, well, she had two points at halftime. Melissa did. So, and I know she had one shot in the first quarter, I think maybe four in the first half. So yeah, they just, they kind of neutralized her and then the rest of them couldn't beat you. Uh,
0: And it felt like yesterday that there was a situation for the Baylor women where Jerry, they just couldn't get in a rhythm. And and due to South Dakota, but it also felt like there was never really a sense of urgency. Like they, right. they just felt like it was just going to come to them and, and it never really felt like that they got that sense of urgency and got that run going that they needed.
1: Right. I mean, their, their largest run of the day was six. Um, and, and, you know, Ward, they were right there in the fourth quarter where they cut it to seven. And I'm thinking, man, you get a stop here, you make a three or even a two and it's down to a you know, a four or five point game. And that was when uh, Matty Krull drove in and got the three point play. And and that, that to me was the game. And then I look back at the second quarter when they got it to a four point game, 25, 21, you've dug out of a, it was 11, nothing, 16, four, I guess it was 18, four early in the second quarter. And they had gotten it to 25, 21 and, and I don't know, it's your Jervin's Um, hits a three-pointer at the top of the key, just like she started the game, uh, and that started a 9-2 run to end that quarter, and you're up by 11. When you have a chance to really kind of, like you said, get on a run, get over that hump, they never led. Baylor never led the whole game.
0: Jerry, when you look at this, I know Nikki kind of touched on it about the team being finesse and not necessarily as tough as she would like. Do you think that's something that they look at in the offseason to try to change the identity of this team to bring in some players could be a little more physical in these games when they need it?
1: Yeah, I think you got to, you know, change that mentality, I guess. Yeah, they were – and and part of that is, you know, most of your team is guard-oriented and Alyssa is going – I mean, when she's going to the WNBA, she's going to be at three, so she's going to be playing more outside. And, and really, I think Queen is the closest that you have to, you know, kind of a true – low post player. And and I don't think she's as physical as you'd like to be either. Um, But yeah, I think you do look and maybe they already have brought in some of those in the recruiting class. I haven't looked that much. I know they do have some bigger guards in that group. So that, that part has changed. And, and I think she's got to, I think maybe she's got to get some out of the transfer portal too, again, because um, even, even with what they signed already, they're going to be very shorthanded, you know, unless you get like a, uh we we know queen and, and uh jordan lewis are both i mean uh, Melissa and jordan lewis are both gone queen i think you know as nikki said in the post game she hasn't made her decision yet i suspect she'll go um but if you you know if she comes back you you've got at least a little bit of depth there but uh yeah i think she's still going to have to get some help out of the transfer portal
0: Over on the men's side, uh, we were talking about it, uh, and I don't know if it was a Picasso or not, but I certainly know that that was a great basketball game on Saturday. It was – both teams gave an unbelievable effort. And uh, (laughs) whether you were watching on television or part of the 13,000-plus that was in the arena, that was one heck of a basketball game.
1: Well, and I agree. And and for 30 minutes it wasn't – well, at least from Baylor's perspective, (laughs) it was an awful game. Um, And then, you know, last 10 minutes in overtime, last 15 minutes of that game were unbelievable. I mean, you just don't see uh, a team come back from a 25-point deficit against a good team. You know, North Carolina, you think about, like I said, you think about that stretch they've had, and you come back and you have a chance to win it when you were down 25 with 10 minutes to go. Obviously, Brady Manick um, getting the automatic ejection on the flagrant 2 really helped Baylor's cause. Then Caleb Love fouls out, and Baylor's press really bothered them without those two guys in. Uh, but, yeah, Baylor had an amazing comeback, and you just kind of felt like they had all the momentum going into that overtime period. But then, you know, they just didn't – I don't think they had the legs. They they kind of ran out of gas in that overtime period. They They just didn't really – have anything and and they couldn't get uh, Bacot filled out um, he he was sitting there with four fouls you attack him and maybe get that fifth foul I think if he's out of the game you know particularly early in the fourth quarter Baylor wins that game
0: when you look at the energy they spent there in that comeback do you think that that had a lot to do with them not having the legs and not being able to you know push themselves or, or push the envelope there in the overtime period
1: Absolutely. I I think that, I mean, that 10 minutes, um, you know, where they scored 38 points, they outscored them 38 to 13 in the last, like, 10-08, I guess it was. Um, So, yeah, I mean, and they were pressing most of that time. Um, You know, so it's, I I mean, it's just, you know, really, it was very fast-paced. And, I mean, they definitely used their legs in those last 10 minutes. And they just didn't have enough left. Um, you know, it's, it's a shame. But, man, I mean, what a comeback. That, like you said, Tommy, that was a, just a great basketball game. If you're looking from a neutral perspective, that was just a great basketball game between, you know, I mean, North Carolina is obviously that blue blood. Baylor's trying to get there and defending national champion. I, I thought it was an unbelievable game.
0: Jerry, news comes out yesterday, and obviously it's still got to be finalized, but Jerome Tang possibly on the move to Kansas State. I think this is long overdue, and it's fantastic if K-State can pull this off. What are your thoughts on Jerome Tang, and what are the Wildcats going to be getting in him as a head coach?
1: Yeah, I mean, kudos to him if if that happens, and I think it probably will. Um, I think the only downside of that is Scott has never liked playing his like He never has. He won't schedule him. Now he can't avoid that. So now he's got to go up against Jerome Tang because, you know, he's got three other guys at division one schools and he's never scheduled them, didn't want to play them, didn't want to play his brother. Um, But now, you know, his brother, Jerome Tang, if, if he's in the big 12, that's, that's going to be uh you know quite a battle. I you know Jerome with what he's done here um I, I think he's ready for that move um and you know I I think they're getting an unbelievable coach and you know if you look at a few of the times where he had to feel in, fill in for Scott uh when he was suspended or this or that um Jerome did a great job in those games too because I remember one of them was at Texas Tech and and you know he was able to win that game so Yeah, I think you're getting a guy, and and he's obviously a great recruiter as well. That was kind of his M.O. when he first started with Scott, but he developed into much more than that. He's a great X's and O's guy. He's a great defensive guy. Um, So I, I look for them, you know, to make a considerable jump with Jerome in there.
0: Hey, final thought, uh, Baylor Baseball uh, opened up conference play yesterday. In fact, Baylor and TCU was the only conference series, uh, that w- which is strange scheduling, but uh, yeah. they, they opened up uh, this weekend. And, and I thought yesterday, if Baylor does something in Big 12 baseball, yesterday yeah. was a big day to salvage a game at home against the Frogs.
1: Yeah, you couldn't afford – you know, they opened the season with a sweep, a home sweep against them, uh, and you couldn't afford to do that again. You know, start out – conference 0 and 3 at home TCU's good um but you know and and you kick yourself i think after the second or after the third game cuz you're like we should have won that series you know that kind of thing but yeah you're right Tom they had to win game 3 Will Rigney comes out pitches an unbelievable game he's he's going to be really i mean he is good um, but he's going to be really good when they can stretch him out and he can go a little longer but you know shut out two, uh two hits through 5 and a third inning so uh, that was big, and then, and then when uh, you know when TCU scored there late, Baylor answered every time. So I thought that was big, and then you get you get a little nervous again in the ninth. But uh, you know Hamilton Oliver came in and shut it down. So uh, Baylor goes one and two. You certainly would have liked to have gone two and one, but uh, it keeps you afloat, I guess.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and you're right. Uh, that the Saturday game was just gut wrenching. Yeah. You, you, yep. you felt like you had that one, and you just couldn't finish it up.
1: Yeah, they, they've got to fix the bullpen. I mean, that's been so good with Coach Rod and Coach Strauss that, uh, you know, this has, been, uh, this has been tough because they just don't – I don't know if they don't have the guys or those guys just aren't getting it done. But, Tom, I think you're sitting here. You could have had three or four more wins, I think. If the bullpen just does its job, you know, and maybe you're sitting there instead of ten and nine, you're, you're sitting there. Maybe at fourteen and five. You know that's, and I think that's what ECU is right now. So yeah, you'd be fourteen and five, and maybe two and one in conference. So uh, if they can get that fixed, I think the the way the hitting came on, um, they I believe they had thirty one hits those last two games. If they can get the bullpen going, I think this could be a really good team.
0: Jerry, thanks. We appreciate your time. What do you got uh, in the insider for us?
1: <laughs> Nothing. Uh, now the basketball is done. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, I'm doing a feature time on, uh, these are those getting to know features that I do uh, on staff members and stuff. Emily Durat is uh, kind of the uh, director of, of the academic uh, services group uh, has worked with football a lot. Uh, and, and actually came with, uh, or came after Matt rule uh, came from temple. She came from temple. So, Doing a feature on her this week, and and I had planned on doing something on Sophia Young, kind of the uh, you know the final four or you know NCAA experience she's had, and I may still do that. But that was kind of the plan. This week was to do something on her because that you know she went through that deal where sure. she had a heartbreaking loss in the Sweet Sixteen, won a national championship. So uh, I, I may, like I said, I may still do that because it's a very interesting story.
0: Jerry, have a have a great day. Have a wonderful birthday. I know you you probably got a big dinner celebration coming up, and all kinds of gifts, and it should just be a great day. And, and Baylor's know. told you to take the day off. It, I mean, all that kind of stuff is really really a good day. I don't
1: know that anything though, Tom, will top Ward's singing me happy. No, I'm birthday. telling you, <laughs>
0: that's, that's,
1: I, 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 that I, really starts the day on a good note. Man, I've
0: known him forever, and did not realize that he sounded so much like Stevie Wonder. Oh, it's oh it's God. amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, hey, Jerry, have a great day.